This week's episode is sponsored by Jagged Edge Productions and ITN Studios' Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Only in theaters, March 26th to March 28th. The suspenseful and thrilling sequel to last year's immense hit, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, amplifies the gore factor with ten times the number of kills to put fans both new and old at the edge of their seats. After Christopher Robin reveals their existence, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Owl land on the endangered species list as hard targets. Unwilling to hide in the shadows, the ultimate scream team embarks on a murderous rampage through the town of Ashdown to get their revenge on Christopher Robin, once and for all. So don't miss out, and mark your calendars to catch the limited engagement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, only in theaters March 26th to March 28th. Tickets are available now. Hello everyone, the clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. Joe, what is your number two? So my number two is Bertino's The Dark and the Wicked. Okay, yeah. take it away. What so is- I'm I'm not going to build too, too much on what you said before, except to say that, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of Bertino's other films. I've really seen The Strangers, and I haven't seen the other two. So I went into this not quite knowing what to expect, but I had heard from a couple of people about just how dark and grim it was. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, it's right there in the title, folks. It delivers on what's trying to sell you. But I will say this was really evocative. And I think this is probably Mm -hmm. the film that scared me the most this year. Like, I watched this with the sound up and the lights down and I got goosebumps and I got hair standing on end. There's a couple of standout sequences here where you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, it is heavy and it is really good. And... Yeah, I mean, it's simple in the way that it's just two people go home to take care of their dying father and shit happens. And I can appreciate why people might say, oh, it's boring. There's not a lot that happens. I'm just not that invested. I feel like if you can just get on board with what this film is doing and invest in this world, like, it's rough. Like, it's a really, really fucking rough film. It it is. It's funny you mentioned the sound design, too, because as I was watching it in my apartment with my TV with no surround sound system, I was watching. I was like, fuck, this would sound so good in a theater. Like, mm-hmm. I would kill to mm-hmm. see this in a theater because it, it I, oh, yeah. I, I did like it. I mean, again, it was my number five. It is scary, but man, I wish I had that sound system because while the visuals are great and there's plenty of creepy visuals in it, right? It that sound yeah. like is brings that movie home it's for me. so good. I mean, mm-hmm. we know from our talk about uh, the strangers earlier this year bertino knows how to use his sound design and i i feel like it's almost even better here than it was in the strangers yes i would agree with that i mean again it's it's 12 years later <laughs> <laughs> i hope he's learned since then um but i will take this moment to suggest joe that you go seek out the monster and watch that right yes i i've got it on the list <laughs> yeah i'm sure you do <laughs> 